0: Whatever you're bringing to the table today, I hope this episode proves to be a dose of inspiration for you on your quest to become a well-cared for human. You can find the episode show notes, your free wellness blueprint, and more at a wellcaredforhuman.com. And as always, thank you for listening. Hello humans, it's your host Corey and in this episode, which is episode 50, if you can believe it, We are going to look at the concept of the four pillars again. I thought this would be a good time to revisit what I introduced in episode 1, Why Doesn't Self-Care Work? I talked about the misconceptions of self-care, how it's largely been commandeered and repackaged by the wellness industry, and that's why these snippets of take a hot bath, relax, walk in the woods, this kind of soundbite advice doesn't usually work. It doesn't build us any kind of long-term emotional stability or sanity. And that's mostly because these ideas were taken piecemeal out of a larger context and therefore it's harder to understand how to take care of yourself, how to have a healthy relationship with yourself, And I won't be rehashing all of the details of that in this episode, so if you wanna revisit episode one to remind yourself what I'm talking about, please do so if you feel compelled. But rather today, I want to focus on what it means to have a good relationship with yourself. What's the big picture? Because so far, I've gone into a lot of topics. Every week, we talk about working with our minds or our emotions, difficult people or situations. But from time to time, it's important to zoom out to take a step back and make sure we really understand what's going on here. And before we get into it, let me clarify a few things. First, what do I mean when I say to have a healthy relationship with yourself? Well, I mean getting to a place where you feel good about yourself. You love yourself. Your general emotion and sentiments towards yourself are positive. Just as you would say, Oh, I have a great relationship with him or I have a great relationship with her or with them. There are certain feelings that would come up for you if you say these words. And that's what we're trying to cultivate but toward ourselves. I want you to have the same happy positive feelings when you say, I have a great relationship with myself, as if you were talking about a really good friend. But how do we achieve these good feelings toward ourselves? How do we create this healthy connection with ourselves? And my answer to that is by actively building or rebuilding the four pillars of our relationship. And how do we actively build or rebuild those pillars? Through balanced self-care practices. When I say balanced self-care practices, I'm talking about giving equal attention to all four pillars. I talk about what is entailed in each of the pillars again in episode one, but I will do a brief recap in just a second for the sake of keeping us on track. But before I do that... I want to say that the word balanced is also going to require some self-reflection and some self-awareness here. What's balanced for you, or what's balanced for me, or anyone else, that will be individual, fluid, ever-changing. And part of the skill of having a good relationship with yourself or anyone is understanding that relationships are dynamic and changing, and we have to be flexible. We have to do whatever the moment or the day calls for. And in this way, your relationship with yourself will be no different than having a good relationship with anyone else. There will be times when one or more aspects of your pillars needs work, and you'll need to be able to identify that and shift your focus accordingly. I have had to give more energy and attention to different pillars at different points in my past. For example, when my relationship with my body was at its lowest, when I was struggling with my eating disorder, when I was self-harming and cutting myself, That aspect or that pillar of my relationship needed a lot more time and attention in order to achieve a new stable baseline. And if, like me, you're starting from the absolute bottom, all four pillars are in ruins, so to speak, I do recommend you starting with one pillar and getting it to a stable condition before moving on to another. It can sometimes be hard to give adequate attention when things are that intense across all areas of your relationship with yourself. But that said, things still crop up, and sometimes I still feel strain in that area of my life. I might catch myself doing something that feels a lot like disordered eating or talking bad about my body, and so I return my attention to it again and again as needed. It's a lifelong commitment, our commitment to ourselves. We are the only person we have every minute of every day of our lives, from birth until death and beyond. So a brief recap of the four pillars, for the sake of keeping us on track, would be a reminder that the first pillar is your relationship with your body. Your second pillar is your relationship with your mind and your emotions. And in case you don't recall, I'll say it again, mind and emotions are one pillar because they so often feed each other. Our thoughts create our feelings. Our feelings create our thoughts. So I don't separate them out. I treat them as one fluid entity. The third pillar is my connection to creativity or to spirituality, or if you're a religious person that would also be where this is. Anything that creates that larger than life, sense of wonder or joy, a reason for being alive, happiness, pleasure, all of that lives in the creativity spirituality pillar. And then the fourth pillar is your relationship with others, meaningful connections, finding your tribe, your people, your group, whether that be your birth family or your found family. Maybe there was no one salvageable from your birth family, which is much of the case for a lot of us, certainly for me. And so it's more about who you find along your path, people who make you feel loved and seen how to show up for them, but also how to interact with them in a way that keeps you healthy, happy, and safe. And if you're having a hard time visualizing this, I usually have this image of an ancient Grecian temple with the columns, (laughs) you know, the four or five columns that are holding up the roof of an old tomb, that kind of thing. I'm imagining the four pillars holding up the roof of my sanity, we could say, and When I'm talking about the condition of your pillars, I'm basically saying how solid are they? And the reason why this metaphor works is because you don't even have to have four stable, strong pillars in order to have the roof of your sanity (laughs) supported, right? You could do it with just three pillars or you could do it with two diametrically opposed, opposite end pillars, that can also work, but if we can have all four pillars, we'll feel pretty stable and safe in the center, noticing that, oh, this this pillar needs to be completely rebuilt, this pillar is falling apart, something happened and this one is now crumbling, and then just giving your attention and your time to these aspects of your relationship with yourself, as you would with anything, just as... In order to have a good relationship with another person, you need to give that person your time and attention. You need to listen to them, you need to hang out with them, you need to connect with them to one degree or another. And you will have to invest that same time and energy in yourself in order to have a good relationship with yourself. What makes this different than just the basic hype around self-care practices in the sort of commercialized context that we encounter them all the time now is that we give equal attention to all four aspects of our life. We don't just give one aspect all of our attention outside of the crucial moment of a full rebuild. As I mentioned earlier in the episode when my relationship with my body was really suffering, I did give a lot more of my time and attention to rebuilding my body pillar. But I understood that that was just to give myself a new baseline to work from It wasn't that I was going to give all of my time and attention to my body pillar forever. I knew that there were other aspects of my relationship to myself that would require my time and attention once I had that capacity. I just didn't have that capacity in the beginning because, you know, I was struggling with depression and anxiety and I had a lot going on. (laughs) And so I was like, well, if I can just get my body into stable shape then I can help use my body to ground my anxiety, to work with my depression, to achieve some of these other aspects that I want to in my life. I can then use my body as a tool to help me move forward. So that's why I started with my body. But maybe you'll decide to start somewhere else. Maybe you think having a really good relationship with your mind and your emotions will make it easier for you to care for your body, to develop your creativity or spirituality, to make good relationships with other people. Then that's great, start with your mind and your emotions, if that's where you feel your energy would be best placed. Or spirituality and creativity, do that. Or relationships with others, maybe you're very extroverted and you think that if you start having good connections with other people, you'll feel more inspired to take better care of your body, of your mind, and your emotions. This is sort of where that self-awareness comes in. You knowing where you are. You knowing what the conditions of your pillars are. You knowing where you would probably be best suited to begin. Where the biggest payoff up front would be for you. And then invest your time and attention there. And again, this is going to change as you go through life. In the past, I gave a lot of attention to my body pillar. After that, I gave a lot of attention to building relationships with other people because I felt very isolated, very alone. I had basically expunged all of the toxic people and my family from my life, so I didn't have many people left in my life. And I was really feeling that lack, so I moved from my body to healthy relationships. And then I started thinking about my mind and emotions. (laughs) This is kind of how I went through it and building up my strength and my stamina as I went along. But now, today, the Corey that you're speaking with now, I'm spending a lot of my time and energy on my creativity and spirituality pillar. That's just what needs a lot of my energy right now, my focus and my attention. I'm at this sort of crossroads ever since my mother died, in which I'm really examining my relationship to my creativity, I'm really examining my thoughts and feelings about these larger universal themes. And this is not uncommon if someone we love dies. You know, we start to really have these existential crises and start thinking about who am I and what do I want to do while I'm here. Tomorrow isn't promised. (laughs) That kind of thing. So part of it is from losing my mother the way that I did. Another thing is that I just finished writing my 28th book and I'm kind of at this crossroad of... Am I going to keep doing what I'm doing in the way that I'm doing it? Or do I want to try other things with my creativity? Because it is beginning to feel a bit repetitious. I'm not feeling as challenged as I was in the past in my first few books that I wrote. And so this is where my focus is. This is where my attention is. Me trying to figure out how to push myself to grow in this area. Because it does feel like I need changes. It does feel like I need some revitalization in my creativity, and it does feel like there's some confusion around my spirituality and what I believe in some of these larger aspects of life. And so that's just where my focus is now. It's not where my focus was two years ago, and it may not be where my focus is in five years, but that's where I am today. And so you will need to know for yourself where you are today, where you want to begin, and what you want to give your attention to. But the important part, and again what makes it different than just doing these little bits here and there, like buying a bath bomb (laughs) and thinking it'll solve all your problems, is that you are aware that there are four pillars and you have an awareness of all four aspects of your relationship with yourself. And you can give an honest assessment of where you are with each of those four aspects. Even if you don't have the time and energy to invest in something at that time, you're aware, this is something I need and when I can get to it, I will get to it. And in the meantime, five-minute walk around the block. Whatever it is, you're mindful that maybe you can't give massive investment in an area of your life at this time, but you are aware that you need it, and you can basically say to that aspect of yourself, I see you, I know you need my time and attention, and I will come back for you. (laughs) I promise, you know, like the Terminator. Is the Terminator too far out of date to be referencing the Terminator right now? i would be back. But the, that's the kind of spirit is that you are aware of all four aspects. You're not hyper-focused on one aspect, ignoring and neglecting completely the other ones. You are aware, and you will be taking measures to bring them into balance when you can, when you have the resources. And so how does that look like in motion? So for me, as I said, right now, a lot of my attention is on my creativity and my spirituality. And so I'm spending a lot more time thinking about the projects I want to do, trying things out. Right now I'm in a modern art class and a photography class. I've got my Spanish lessons going. I'm doing a lot of journaling about my creativity, my spirituality. I'm doing a lot of sort of soul searching in this area, asking myself big questions. Just a lot of my focus is there. But I don't wanna neglect the other aspects of my relationship with myself. So what am I doing in the other areas to keep me up to date? Well, for my body pillar, I'm continuing to work on the things I've already been working on, which is speaking kindly to my body, moving my body, walking, yoga, trying to lift weights when I can, things that I know make my body feel good. But most importantly, speaking kindly to my body when I do those things taking good care of my body, drinking enough water, trying to eat healthy, that kind of thing. But also not falling into old traps that I'm used to. So for example, disordered eating. Anytime I want to make changes in my diet, sometimes I run into this old pattern of disordered eating because I have a history of an eating disorder. So I might try to get really restrictive or I might start thinking kind of punishing thoughts about my body. So not doing any of that, just continuing to learn how to eat intuitively, what I want. If I'm gaining a little bit of weight that week, don't obsess about it. Don't tell myself I'm a piece of crap loser. <laughs> you know, just keeping up on the work I'm already doing. So my body pillar is more of in a, a learning slash maintenance phase. And I have that going in the background, even though my focus is really on my creativity. And the same for my mind emotions pillar. I'm not giving it a lot of work right now because I'm not in a place where that's necessary. Right after my mother died, the way she died as I talked about in the Who Killed My Mother podcast, my emotions and my mind needed a lot of my attention. I was all over the place and I was really struggling. So I was giving it a lot more of my time and attention. Now I just need a few mindfulness practices every day. I just need to do a bit of meditation every day. I just need to be aware of my mind, of what I'm thinking. So, you know, a couple times during the day I'll just kind of stop, see where my head's at. What am I thinking? How am I feeling? And I might give those moments my attention if something comes up, but mostly it's just running in the background because it does not require that level of attention from me as it did in the past. No major processing, or grieving, or self-loathing, or any of these things that I dealt with once upon a time. And then same with my self-care practices and my relationships for other people. All of my friendships and family relationships are pretty stable right now, only because I've pretty much cut everyone out of my life who I don't have a great relationship with. (laughs) So, So only the people who have survived are the ones I have a good relationship with. And so I try to give the people I love enough time and attention so that we feel connected, so that they know I love and care about them. Things that you do for your friends and family to let them know that you care. Warm reciprocity, so to speak. And so that's what a healthy relationship with yourself looks like. It looks like equal attention to all four pillars. Knowing that at different times in your life, one or more pillars might require more of your attention depending on what you're going through. But if you're more in a building a relationship phase with yourself because there are many times when we're at rock bottom And we could have even had a good relationship with ourselves in the past, but then something horrible happened and that relationship really took some damage. I've had friends who struggle with addiction, for example, and maybe they had a pretty good relationship with themselves, but then something happened and they relapsed, and then they really started hating themselves again because of what happened. And they had to rebuild that relationship again. Things like that happen. So if you're in a rebuild... The best thing you can do is start with that honest assessment of where you are. Do you have a good relationship with your body? Do you have a good relationship with your mind and emotions? Do you have a good relationship with your creativity or your spirituality? Do you have healthy, loving connections with other people in your life? And it's okay to say no to every single one of those questions. And if you do, just ask yourself next, well, where do I want to begin? Which of these places do I think will offer me the most immediate relief? Because you might really be suffering. In fact, not even might. I know you're suffering if all four aspects of this relationship with yourself are in disrepair. And so if you're really suffering, where do you think you'll get the most relief first? Do you need to get in therapy to help process some of those difficult emotions? Do you need to start looking at your relationship with your body? And it doesn't mean you won't do things in the other categories. Don't underestimate the power of doing small, little manageable tasks every day. So let's say, for example, you really want to work on your emotions and your mind. So you get back in therapy, you're in therapy once or twice every week, and that's your focus is doing the work with your therapist. But you also take a five-minute walk every day. And you also take a five-minute break to doodle every day. And you also say yes to a coffee with a friend that you care about. You know, there are other ways that you can try to slip these things in, even though your attention and focus might be on one aspect of your life at a time. And again, I just want to remind you that you're envisioning these old, aging, crumbling ruins, okay? (laughs) Those pillars are worn as hell. They've seen wars, invasions, the rise and fall of empires, but they're still standing. They are not perfect, and you are not aiming for perfection in your own relationship with yourself. You just want your pillars to be standing. They don't need to be fresh rock or whatever those columns are made of. What is it? Wait, wait. I'm going to look it up. Limestone or tufa, whatever that is. Tufa. You don't need fresh tufa. And just do the best you can. Give yourself a break. Don't turn this into another way to punish yourself if you fall short. Go back and listen to my episode about is this self-care or self-punishment if you don't know what I'm talking about. So self-care, not self-punishment. You don't need to be perfect. You just need to start wherever you can and do your best with whatever you've got. And that is more than enough to have a great relationship with yourself. So okay, dear human, that is all I had for you today. I just wanted us to take a step back and make sure that it was clear what this whole podcast is about. (laughs) And to remind you of the larger picture That yes, every week I come and share these topics, these issues, but it's in service of these different aspects of our relationship with ourselves. When I'm talking about the body, I'm talking about your relationship with your body. When I'm talking about dealing with the mind or emotions or working with triggers or however I frame it, I'm talking about that pillar. So on and so forth. So all four pillars together, that's what you're aiming for in order to feel like a well-cared-for human. This would also be a perfect moment to remind you that I have opened up the show to questions. So if you do have a pillar that needs a lot of work or you have a particular sticking point that's interfering with your rebuild, you can email me at quarry corey at That address is in the show notes of this episode. And I will do my best to offer any thoughts or ideas I have on that with which you are struggling. Otherwise, it is my sincerest wish that you found this episode helpful. And I will be back next week with another episode of A Well-Cared-For-Human, and until then, please take good care of you. This episode of A Well-Cared-For-Human was written and produced by me, Cory Marie. The music was by Late Night Feeler and Esther Abrami. If you like what I'm doing here, please consider visiting my Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, you get early ad-free access to the episodes, as well as a monthly patrons-only Q&A, bonus videos, and more. Not to mention that your Patreon support lets me know that you find value in the show and want it to continue. You can find me on Patreon by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash If you can't support the show financially, that is okay. You can still subscribe to the show, leave a review of the show, and recommend the show to your friends, not just the neurotic ones. All of this helps so much. And as always, thank you for listening.